Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus, and I'm sitting with my very distracted friend, <laughs> Jack Berry. <laughs> oh, you, man. you over there, you over there on your phone, you're texting. Yeah, man, you better be sharing the gospel with somebody, man. I mean, I'm talking anything- to my wife, so I mean, that's loving my neighbor, right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Be you know over there, over there, be that that Christic manhood, over there being being Jesus to your wife. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But we got priorities. Give me a break, little O. Dude, I got a beef to pick with you. A beef. It's a big porterhouse steak beef to pick with you. We set up all this time to record. Yeah, we're we're airing out the dirty laundry. I want our listeners. I want our listeners to know. Here's the thing. We want to be authentic, right? Part of being authentic is sharing our fights. <laughs> Maybe you not are, so much. You are going full podcast wife right now, dude. <laughs> I need attention. <laughs> when we set up, he, here's what Jack does. Jack, we set up. It's time to record. I'm going to walk our people through this. The audience, the audience is our counselors. We're in couple counseling right now. The audience, I just need you to listen. Listen <laughs> to what I have to say. We set up this time to record. I'm like, all right, Jack, I'm coming down Wednesday. I'm going to come down Wednesday. We're going to record. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get a good amount of eps done so that it takes the pressure off, you know, So because Jack and I are busy guys. You know, we got stuff to do. Wheeling and dealing, all that stuff. And Jack's <laughs> like, okay, I'll be there. I'll be there. We're going to get it done. I'm like, okay. Not only does Jack show up a half hour late. Oh, gosh. But also, halfway through our session, he's like, oh, by the way, I can only do one more ep because I've got to go. I've got to go to a dinner. I've got to go to a dinner. Son, where was this dinner? <laughs> where was this dinner when we were planning this? When we were planning this day? Bro. And who and who? That's question 1. And question 2, who is taking my spot? Who is um, taking my time? Who's your side piece? My brother and my brother and sister-in-laws uh, are taking your spot. They don't so. matter. They don't matter. <laughs> oh, I, they, they don't matter. Where's I need commitment. <laughs> I need commitment. <laughs> I need attention. 
We need I'd out here like oh I'm gonna, Josh 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 ain't nothing Josh ain't nothing okay that's what's happening Calm right now down I feel hurt I feel I feel you're still special <sighs> am I Jack you still made in God's image you okay still all right I appreciate that thank you <laughs> thank you Jack you still <laughs> <laughs> I mean what else stop do you planning need? dinners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're over man. here. I told the people we were gonna go live tonight. Told the people. We I told the people we're gonna go live tonight, man. That's okay. You know what? We're gonna work through this, Jack. I'm committed to this relationship. <laughs> I'm committed to healing, and I'm okay. committed to authenticity. I'm committed to recording because I love you. I love you, Jack. Thank you. I love you too, buddy. <laughs> I just kidding you. I just kidding. I know. Taking it hey, to heart. Now. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When the wife texts and says, "Hey, we got plans, son. You got plans. Yeah, <laughs> you got plans. And whatever you thought you had plans, they ain't the plans no more. Yep. <laughs> That's you know, how it works. Yep. You got <laughs> overruled, especially when your wife is Russian, lawyered. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Lawyered. Overruled, son. Overruled. Uh, Jack, how you doing, my man? Doing good. What Doing is, good, good what's sir. something other than podcasting? Because I know I know that's probably up there. But what's something that's bringing you joy right now in your life, man? Whew, something that's bringing me joy. Um, definitely um, the sermon series that we're in right now. Definitely uh, some of the Bible reading we've been going through in Galatians with my wife and I recently. Um. Some exciting stuff in my work of just like some future maybe partnerships that may or may not be happening, expansions that may or may not be happening. Big federal bucks. Maybe uh, some little more cachiche within the salary might be happening depending upon stuff. Jack, just, if this happens, how does <laughs> how, how does it feel being part of the system? <laughs> what <laughs> being because you, you are now you are now the man, the man of which must be bucked against i would i wouldn't say i'm the man i'm not at the federal level i'm just at the state level i'm just a lowly state official if you will i'm no i'm not anything special so you're you're the boy <laughs> the child if you will we all the know child the child grogu if you will yeah, Grogu, you over here baby yoda but <laughs> baby yoda turns into big yoda oh gosh here we go <laughs> oh dude that's awesome that's awesome i um I'm enjoying life right now, man. Like I am thankful to the Lord for the simple graces, friendships, uh, not t- having 106 of- degree weather for oh, weeks on end. Dude, that sucked. It was horrible. That and I was- know, like, if we have any listeners, which I think we do, down in the southern regions of like, I, they're all like, "Oh, you big babies." Yeah, like we got 115 down here for plus six humidity. Months. Plus, yes, but it was hot. Like you have oh, to understand. Yeah. Jack and I were in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle area. We are not conditioned physically for heat. We are conditioned maybe for 80, 85 maybe, on a good summer. Maybe. But, but, but 107, like, 111 with 60% humidity. Yeah. No, dude, I can't. I can't do that. That's false advertising. <laughs> I moved over to this side of the mountains to escape the hot summers. And y'all hit me upside the head with a hundred and seven. I mean, that was a week. That was maybe a week. That was maybe a week. So I'm thankful that, like, right now we're in that 75, 80 zone. Maybe 80. I don't think it's gone above 85. I was sleeping with a wet towel (laughs) over me. 
with a fan because it was so hot. Thankfully, I got a uh, a portable AC unit. My wife and I right. got a portable AC unit. So, yeah, it was which, nice. Which, strangely enough, because like that's just not a thing. Like nobody has AC out here. No, like it's just it's just not a thing. No, it's not right. It's just like nobody has AC because it doesn't get hot. So, yeah. yeah. Not an enjoyable week, but yes, definitely thankful that we're out of that. Um, Jack, what are we talking about today? We got a, we got a listener, yes. a listener suggested topic that's very very interesting. Yeah, so this topic primarily is about how you clothe yourself. <laughs> I think, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, and also yeah, like kind of give on to the Lord your best. This idea of what's your best as far as dress goes and maybe we can expand on that a little bit more but I know and that's that that and that's specifically the within the context of the church right yes. it's like basically local church dress code yeah right and i know a lot of listeners are probably like 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 listening to it and they're like like really we're, we're talking about that yeah um well but yeah like, like it actually is something that a lot of people talk about mm-hmm. and it's something that a lot of people like like it's a big deal in a yeah. lot of churches. Yeah. It really is. And it's something that pops up all the time. Yeah. Um, for a lot, especially certain denominations or certain mm-hmm. certain backgrounds. Um, that kind of outward image, uh, how do you dress? What is it? What do certain dress codes in church say about like your, your spiritual life, your, uh, your yeah. commitment to uh, bringing God y- y- your best? Yeah. Um, a lot of it is focused on that and it's something that i think most individuals within the theological tribe that we run in don't really interact with a whole lot yeah but i think a lot of people in our tribe have come from that uh so it's something we're going to talk about it's interesting because i was in my wife and i were in texas in houston for that heat wave and so we were about like 85 90 degrees plus like 70 percent humidity right and then we came back over and we just missed we our our local pastors basically adjusted the services so they're like it's gonna get hot it's gonna get like up into the hundreds past like nine o'clock pr- pretty much so we're like we're only doing like an eight forty-five service and that's it so i was looking at the live stream and my pastor sweating who is who is pretty skinny he's a pretty skinny dude he was in shorts and like a and like a short shirt like a short sleeve shirt you know and he was still cooking so yeah and like there are many churches in America that would have like viscerally berated your pastor oh yeah for dressing like that absolutely not only coming into church but standing behind the pulpit Right, because yeah. there's this there's this idea that you know, the pulpit is a very sacred place, which, in a lot of ways, it is. Sure, like, like those that are taking that position are modern day prophets, if you mm-hmm. will, like taking the mouthpiece of God. Like it is a very important position, um, and they will take that and also use that as the reason behind you know dressing a certain way mm-hmm. right and looking a certain way behind you know behind that pulpit and how you dress gives like some sort of message yeah some sort of subliminal messaging yeah. toward what you are saying about god what you're saying about your commitment what you're saying about um god goodness just 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 a whole a whole bunch of things and 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 ultimately like 
the real extreme cases, like we are, we are talking about fundamentalism here. Yeah. Right. So let's be clear. Like we are talking about those that are actively looking to their efforts. Yeah. Whatever those efforts are as the barometer and as the judge, if you, if you can use that word, uh, to define how righteous they are, how holy they are, how committed they are to the church, right? How the, how committed they are to God, right? Yep. So with us in the, you know, confessional 1689 reformed tradition, how, how do we go about uh, deciding, if you will, how to dress in church and, and how we should engage that conversation? Um. I mean, listen. I've been a part. I've I've seen many different avenues to do this, but try and use your best judgment to be to go the modesty route. <laughs> yeah, let's start there. <laughs> to try to let's do that there. a little bit to try and use some common sense to be. I mean, uh, and I don't want to. I don't want to give into, and I don't want to placate into this whole modest is hottest thing because that's garbage. But I mean, just like the yeah, the whole Chris other Tomlin. yell. <laughs> No, it was Matthew West. Chris Tomlin. It was Matthew West, I think. Oh, was it that. West? Yeah. Who oh, did it was that. West. Okay. 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 Um, okay. But I will say this: like, there is something to say about like trying to make sure that you. Actually, my wife and I did a study recently about how when you put on clothes, like we were doing a study out of Galatians, so we we're talking about how you put on clothes, and that clothing is kind of a representation, or it should be a metaphor of how you put on Christ. So, I mean, like, how you clothe yourself is how you're going to represent yourself to the world and how you... So, what are you doing with that when you dress yourself? Are you representing yourself in a way that's maybe contrary to maybe modesty, per se, or trying to present yourself in a good light? Or are you just kind of, like, slumming? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and like, like this isn't... It's, it's not a non-issue. Right. Right. Uh-huh. So, so I don't want anybody to hear that that we're saying that 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 how you dress doesn't matter at all. Yeah. B- because it does. It does. Um, how just in the culture that we live in, how you dress sends a message. Yeah. Right. It does. You can't help that. Yeah. Right. Uh, how you dress is going to say something. Just yeah. and that's just the culture that we live in. Sometimes I wish that wasn't the case, but it's the reality that we have to live in. Right. Yeah. So. How you dress in church is going to say something one way or the other. Um, Now, that doesn't mean that we just fold with that and just be like, okay, well, um, you know, this is what culture says is good. This is what culture says is bad. Because then then we are deciding... We're using culture as the barometer of how to make decisions in the church. Yeah. Which is never a good idea. Yeah. Ever. We want... Scripture to be our authority, and we want the the Holy Spirit uh, and 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 our consciences to be the thing that is the barometer for that, right? So when we're talking about church, yes, I agree. I think first and foremost, we should say that modesty is important. Yeah, we need to not be we need to be doing our best to love our brothers and sisters and not dress in a way that's going to be provocative. And I'm talking guys and girls, yeah, right, in a way that's going to cause our 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 brothers or sisters to stumble. And mm-hmm. I realize that that is such a triggering yeah. word now because, well, well, I mean, I mean, where's the line, right? Like, sure, you know, if I wear shorts, is that causing somebody to stumble? Right? Yeah, we're not. Don't don't show up in in something in a dress in a in a dress code, if you will, that is sexually promiscuous. Sure, right. 
Like, I think that's a pretty easy line to draw. Yeah. Right? Let's not do that. Yeah. Right? But I think some people will take that and take it too far and say, well, you know, if a woman is wearing pants. Showing an ankle. Or showing <laughs> ankles or wearing a dress. Yeah. Uh, that's causing me to stumble and she shouldn't do that. We cannot divorce personal responsibility. Yeah. With loving our brothers and sisters. It has to be a combination of both. Yeah, I've only seen and really I've only seen one case where that really had to happen where the case of like how you dress came into the purview of some of the leaders and there was a conversation about that. And I think sometimes in the culture too, it depends upon which culture you're coming from and where you're ministering. If all your people are doing is is wearing certain things that it may be provoked, you know, provocative so to say and that that word is it can be used in many different terms yeah and that's a whole separate line of thinking too but um but yeah i mean i've only seen that happen once where somebody who was dressing a certain way was called into question like and it was a married couple and the wife was dressing a certain way and the husband was called to a certain effect of like hey um kind of what's going on with this and you know it was more of a questioning line it wasn't an accusatorial line right but, right yeah. right it's it's usually and and i realize it's not across the board i don't want to broad bush but it's usually pretty obvious yeah if somebody is dressing with the intent of attracting attention to themselves sure right and I think that's something that men and women need to be careful not to do, especially in the context of the local church, yeah. because we are there for a specific purpose. We are there to worship God. And everything that we do should be for the purpose of fostering a better, I hate this word, but I can't think of a better one, environment Yeah. <laughs> for that correct focus to happen. Yeah. Right? So not dressing in a way that brings a lot of attention to yourself, I think is a good standard to have. Yeah. Now that's going to change depending on where you are, yeah. which I think is part of the conversation, right? If you're visiting or you're preaching at um, a church that is on the more conservative side, right? Meaning people are showing up in, you know, suits or nice shirts and pants, dresses, you know, things like that. And that's just part of the culture of that church. Yeah. I would... I mean, it's not that somebody is, is, is going to be in sin if they show up in shorts and a flip-flops and a t-shirt, but I would want to at least have the conversation to be like, okay, if if you know that that's going to be very distracting, yeah, what's the heart and the motive behind it? Yeah. You know, I'm not saying you're in sin. I'm yeah. not saying you're wrong, but it should be that discipleship conversation, right? Yeah. Keyword is discussion. Yes. Keywords yes. discussion versus just throwing it out there and going straight into judgmental kind of uh, like, you, who do you need to conform. You are? <laughs> yeah. Conforming mode. Um, yeah. I, I think having a discussion and talking about it definitely helps out versus just going straight to the extreme zone with things. But yeah. Yep. So, we need we need to be we need to be careful with that and 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 whatever the situation, whether you are the individual that is you know wanting to kind of push the boundaries a little bit or you're the individual that's on the more conservative side, like you have to be gracious with each other. Yeah. Right. You can't have the immediate posture of judgment. 
mm-hmm. and frustration and anger, like, oh, this person isn't one of us, yeah. or this person's dressing different. This person showed up in shorts to church. They must not take the worship of God very seriously, mm-hmm. because then we're <laughs> going into a very dangerous territory and looking at the outward man yeah. as a condition of, of, of uh, faithfulness, right? Or, or, uh, or worthiness, if yeah. you will, right? And I mean, we, we see that with, with Samuel, right? When he was looking for the next king to replace Saul, mm-hmm. right? He went to Jesse and all his sons and all of the individuals that Samuel looked at Mm-hmm. Uh, as the one who he thought was looked most like the king, right? The yeah. big guys, the good-looking guys, the ones that, that, that looked like they had it all together. And God rebuked him yeah. and said, no, it's not those. That, that you look at the outward appearance yeah. for what it looks like for somebody to be faithful. Mm-hmm. But God looks at the heart. Yeah. Right? So we need to be very careful that as we're having these conversations that we are not utilizing an unbiblical barometer for what faithfulness looks like. Or just even the whole fundamentalist whole, if you're wearing shorts, you're going to be condemned. Right. Right. Uh, Because I've been in those spaces sometimes, and man, it is quite awkward, especially if it isn't Sunday. If it's just like a work day, and you're working at a church building, and their pastor is like, you need to go put some pants on or I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, you and I have both heard stories of some pretty well-known pastors. Oh, yes. not past- they're not pastors, preachers, yes. you know, conference speakers, yeah. um, being pretty harsh with individuals that showed up to like conferences, not even church, but conferences, yeah. uh, in like shorts. Yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I've got, I've got a problem with that mm. because, we are we are putting rules that are not biblical yeah uh on to individuals and expecting them to follow and and it's it's fundamentalism it is but it's 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 phariseeism is what it is yeah is you're setting up your own rules for what you know faithfulness looks like mm-hmm. and what what being a someone who takes the things of god seriously looks like yeah and you are Making those about the outward things and not the matters of the heart, which is what scripture speaks to, right? Yeah. So we need to be very careful not to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think I'm uh, definitely in agreement with you on the whole making sure that you're just not judging somebody on the outward appearance, but also like taking into effect and maybe stepping into their shoes, maybe empathizing with them, if you will, on like maybe they don't have certain clothing that may be quote unquote presentable in your congregation, you know? So you just have to keep that in mind sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think through the whole thing, like if, if you're wondering like, okay, how do I do this in my local church? Yeah. Like it's okay to look at the culture of your church, see what your church does normally. And in the meantime, like you can take on that spirit of graciousness yourself Yeah, and be okay with, Maybe not dressing a certain way for a little bit, yeah. right? But I don't think that that should be done without the conversations happening. Because yeah. just full, full transparency here, I would love to get to a point to where the local church in America, it does not matter what you wear whatsoever. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously following modesty and all those things that we talked about. Yeah, but I don't think clothes should matter. If you want to show up wearing a three-piece suit, awesome. 
if you want to show up wearing flannel and jeans, awesome. <laughs> if you want to show up wearing shorts, flip-flops, and a t-shirt, great. I yeah. just think that those those barometers should not be there as, you know, looking at one person who's dressed one way and one person who's dressed another and saying, well, this person's more faithful than this person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's important that I think we are being gracious with one, with one another, having those conversations, and being all right to give and take. Because that's what we do as believers in order to maintain the unity and the bond that we have, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just having graciousness with people and um, trying to have compassion and showing mercy and also having just those conversations. Having conversations is key versus just immediately you need to go change. (laughs) Like, don't do that. Don't just, I don't know. That's just a not not a good way to go about the the situation of like maybe if somebody's dressed incorrectly or something like that i mean yeah it brings attention stuff like that but maybe there's something deeper that you can have a discipleship moment with that certain person yeah absolutely and i I think that i think that's what we need to get put more focus into Mm. is not just coming out with these snap judgments, right? Um, like if you're a conservative church and somebody shows up in shorts, don't just tell them like you need to leave. You're yeah. not you're not allowed to worship here. Yeah, you know because then you are turning away someone that the Lord has called. Right. Yeah. That's a very serious thing when we begin to put barometers on people that God has not put. Right. Mm-hmm. And move more toward a not looking at the outward appearance as a way to judge somebody's seriousness about the things of God, yeah. look at their character. Look at their conduct. Look at how they engage with the things of God, how mm-hmm. they engage with Scripture, how they engage with the people in the church. I want to begin to really move like more toward that in the local church. Yeah. And how would you say we, we begin to get more toward that mentality? I don't know. Just I know that's a huge question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just establishing relationships, have like establishing those relationships, having those conversations, knowing the people and what they're going through. It, I don't know. That whole relational building is huge. I think for just knowing people and what they're going through and what, how, and if they're going to act a certain way sometimes. That's the biggest thing. I mean, they're your family if they're in the local church with you. So it's like, you know, how do you know them? And how are you kind of speaking into their life if they're acting a certain way or doing something maybe different than you? Maybe not sinful, but different per se. Or maybe there needs to be a conversation. And then have a conversation with them as a brother or sister in Christ and just say, hey, I noticed X, you know, can you can you kind of expound upon that a little bit? Try to keep it open ended too. Don't try to force a conversation, but leave it open ended. Yeah, it's it really does come back to like you know I think quite a while ago we were talking about giving preference to one another, right? Like like Paul was telling the church in Philippi that, that we need to be living in a way that that exemplifies the quality of giving preference to one another like Christ did, right? Um, Christ gave of himself for his church. And we should be doing the same thing. 
And that doesn't mean that one that one party, I think, just completely yields to the other. Yeah. It's a give and take, right? It's something that, that we all do yeah. together. And it's something that I think is important that we have that mentality in church because it shows that, that we... <laughs> It shows that we love Jesus. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it shows that we care about each other. Yeah. So I think as you're engaging with people that are that are on the more conservative end or even on the more uh, liberal end of this issue, be gracious with one another. Understand that the outward appearance is not something that we should be looking at solely as the barometer for faithfulness yeah. or seriousness about the things of God. If a pastor's up there in shorts preaching the word, I'm not going to look at him and think, well, he obviously doesn't take this seriously. Yeah. Right? I'm going to listen to what he says. Yeah. I'm going to look at how he engages with the text. Yeah. I'm going to look at how, how he handles the the holy things of God. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and dress, for me, is a very small, very minute part of that. Yeah. And I hope to get to a point to where it's like that for, for all churches. Yeah. Um, you know, that we're just... It's not something that is a big deal, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and again, that's easy to say because that's not really the circles that we run in. Yeah. Um, but I know there's a lot of people who are part of those kind of cultures in their church. Um, and yeah, I just want to encourage them to stay gracious, be patient, mm-hmm. um, but also maybe continue to have those conversations and be taking people back to scripture, right? Not what culture says, yeah. not what tradition says, not what the denomination says. Mm-hmm. What does the Bible have to say about faithfulness? Yeah. What does true biblical faithfulness look like in the life of a believer? Yeah, absolutely. I think Big Eva has sung, sir. There we go. <laughs> shorter up, shorter up yeah. on, on, on this one, but that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. That's all exactly. right. You you have a dinner to get to. That's true. You've got to you've got yes, to go to dinner. Where are you guys? With my in laws. No, it's just at my in laws. It's just at my brother and sister in law's house. Oh, right on. So we're house sitting for them. So they're trying to honor us in a certain way, Josh. Oh, look at that in your face. Look at that. <laughs> Is there a dress code to this dinner? No, there's not. There's not. <laughs> there's not. You're not going to show up in like a three piece suit. Oh my gosh. Or maybe some. I mean, affliction t shirts. That would be. Oh my gosh. You might want to burn those first before you even wear them. Um, I will say, being in the Russian culture, oh my gosh. You want to talk about dress codes? Pretty traditional. If you ain't showing up in a in a button-down and a tie and some slacks and maybe a you know a sport coat or something like that. You get to talk to. Yeah. You get, you get to talk to. to. Yeah. Big yeah. time. What's for dinner? I don't Do know. You know. I think they're grilling. I think <gasps> we're grilling. Dude. My brother-in-law's really into steaks. Oh. This dude will cook... I'm trying to remember. It, you cook the steak in like a sealed plastic bag first. I'm Is trying it, to remember. Uh, sous vide. Yes, sous vide. Yeah. And then he grills I've heard them. Of that. And then he grills them. So. I don't. I don't know if I'm sold on sous vide, man. It seems weird. Like it seems. It like is kind of weird. It seems kind of weird. He does it first. He does it for a little bit, and then he puts it on the grill and to then just sear it a little flash bit. Flash fries it on yeah. the grill. Okay. Well, you'll have to tell me how it is. Like, you'll have to tell me if it's if it's worth getting. Trying to remember if he's. I'm pretty sure they're doing that because there's no way. You're going to be inside the house firing up the oven to cook something. No, it's too hot. It's too hot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, you'll have to tell me how it goes. Um, and uh, if you see some random dude, like, following you out of here, <laughs> just shows up and they ask, where's the beef? <laughs> it might be me. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go to Federal Way, I guess. <laughs> Federal Way, you know? I mean, it, it's on my way. That's yeah, tr- that yeah, is true, yeah. All right, Jack, get us out of here. All right, if you appreciate our little 
philosophizing over what to wear in church, you can follow us on the sociables, if you will, at uh, the Instagram, on the tweaker, the Twitter, the little bluebird site, or the Facebook, if you will, all at our tag, at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they can support us on Patreon. That's right. We take patrons. Doesn't yes. matter how you dress. Doesn't matter what you look like. <laughs> if you appreciate the uh, the vacillations, the <laughs> now you're using. I uh, know I'm using. It's just stuck in my head. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> if you appreciate Jack and I's uh, attempts and intentions and fervent desire to make the local church central in the life of believers, then uh, you too can become a patron. Uh, and have your name hallowed, hallowed, hallowed through the halls of this podcast. We really do appreciate everyone that has supported us so far, and your continued support uh, is very gracious, and we truly do appreciate it. So, whether you are wearing shorts or flannel <laughs> or a three-piece suit with a nice tie or a bow oh, tie, geez. oh bow tie, um, you're going full out now. Big Eva has sung for you, mm-hmm. and she has sung for us. So we thank you all for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of The Reformatory. (laughs) 